The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle. I'm really looking forward to our discussion today with another trailblazing innovator who comes to contribute to our continuing series on telemedicine. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Stephen Keeler. Stephen is the Vice President of Sales at Medocity. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Joe. Well, thanks for making the time to be with us today. Before we start our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Sure, that'd be great, Joe. Again, thanks for having time to spend with you. I come into healthcare a couple different ways. Number one, I'm the son and brother of physicians, so long exposure to the clinical side of the house. The other way was my father, in fact, about 20 years ago, was involved with a pretty extensive procedure, and I was at the time helping my mom be his caregiver in the hospital, and I realized that there was just an awful lot of tests and procedures that I was trying to inventory and understand the rationale for, and that really kind of got me interested in looking for ways to carve out efficiencies in what I thought was a somewhat inefficient, terribly inefficient set of workloads. <laughs> the understatement of the century you came to find out, I'm sure. Yeah, so things like having an ultrasound of his carotid artery taken four or five times the week before surgery. Obviously, there's a lot of clinical reasons, defensive medicine reasons why that was necessary, but that was just one of many instances of where I thought, boy, here's an area ripe with opportunity to bring technology to both improve patient lives, but also to reduce costs, which I think everybody needs a sense of awareness because it's just unsustainable to have the growth in healthcare costs that we've had these last 10, 15 years. And with the aging population and longer lifespan, we're going to need to be very creative as a country to find ways to both improve outcomes while reducing costs. So that's what drove me into the space. I came to Medocity after stints with a couple of other startups in the health record space, the health information exchange space, ultimately working for a large company called Alir in their accountable care solutions group, and then I joined Medocity after serving some time as a consultant. And they had just a tremendous in-production platform that I thought was really the ticket to help solve a lot of those solutions that we're all looking for. Awesome. Stephen, could you take the next couple of minutes and tell our audience, maybe give a 10,000-foot overview of how you do serve those customers at Medocity? Sure, Joe. Medocity is a cloud-based enabled access platform to really enable virtual care delivery. You talk about healthcare transformation, you need to be able to find new ways to deliver care. And with the digitization of society, the move towards value-based care, we provide that platform to help clinical teams, especially with their chronically ill and complex patients, deliver care remotely when they're not in front of the clinical team. That continuous ongoing care of monitoring, measuring, and being able to intervene is key to really the two main value propositions, which are early detection 
And with the earlier detection, more intelligent, proactive intervention to prevent costlier events downstream. You got to push the intervention and the awareness levels upstream, as it were, in the patient's care continuum. And that's where we really help both the provider teams across all chronic illnesses, cancer. And then we're also working with payers and the life sciences and pharmaceuticals to help them manage costs, improve their efficiencies for clinical trials and a a host of other applications in digital technology. Talked a lot about on our show, the shift to fee for value. What is Medocity's role in the shift from fee to service to fee for value? Well, we really help those organizations that are keen to take advantages of fee for value. In a fee for value environment, you're at some level of risk or you're going to be going at risk and you really need to understand what your cost drivers are. And those cost drivers, especially for the complex and the chronically ill, are mostly when the patient is not in front of the clinician. That's when the risk is greatest. Is of course, when the patient's in front of the clinician, you can assess the risk, dialogue with the patient, and perform an intervention. Upwards of $200 billion, Joe, by some estimates, what's available to be saved if we can get a better handle on managing patient behavior and getting better insights when they're not in front of the doctor. And that's where we provide both the ability to collect data and manage that information in real time with real-world interventions and the evidence generated from real-world evidence. So with that, in a value-based contract, the clinical group is more strongly positioned to understand their risk, drive down their costs, which allows them to deliver better care, improve their patient lives, and stay in business, frankly, and make the whole operation sustainable. What benefits are providers on the Medocity platform enjoying versus some that may be using an alternative platform? Great question, Joe. It's all about workflow. Love it. For greater efficiencies in workflows. When you have a platform like ours, you have a greater precision to establish interventions and be more proactive in preventing riskier and costlier episodes of care. Providers on our platform are capturing data from remote monitoring devices in real time. They're getting patient-reported outcomes, symptom monitoring. They're getting insights from the patients about why, for example, they may not be taking a certain medication. When the physicians and the clinical teams can set up alerts through the platform, they can better understand who is to do an intervention, what type of intervention is needed for that particular patient at that particular time. So that really saves both the clinical team an awful lot of time. It empowers the patient and allows for that earlier detection and more proactive intervention before something worse happens. You got my workflow soapbox out, so I'll just stand on it here for a second. First of all, thank you for that magnificent answer. I've spent my whole career as a technology consultant telling my clients that it's not about the technology. My job is to install the technology. It's to enable the workflow. And if I don't help you choose a technology that enables any workflow you need, then we've done a bad job. And sometimes there's just not that technology available. But I've found many clients that I've gone to that have chosen technology that they've chosen for technology state and they don't realize the technology they've chosen actually restricts their workflow or only enables them to do their workflow certain ways. And if you tell a doctor he has to do something a certain way, you're going to lose them almost immediately. So I can't wait to talk a little bit more about that as we go through the rest of these questions here. And kudos to you guys for really recognizing that workflow is a key. You bring up an interesting point there, Joe, in terms of 
not wanting to lose them. In real estate, they say location, 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 were the three most important things. In our business, I think the three most important things are adoption, adoption, and adoption. So even if you build it, if you're not sensitive to giving the clinical teams and the patients different workflows to engage, that's what's going to get that engagement. And with that engagement comes the adoption and the data flow and the ability to connect and communicate between the clinical team and the patient. And that's really one of the hallmarks of particularly in a value-based care environment, what our platform brings to the table is allowing for that ongoing high level of communication and engagement, not just of televisits and telehealth, which is just one way to intervene and to collect data and to coordinate care. It's giving the clinical team multiple workflow options and paths to follow so that as the whole industry matures, they have a platform to really delineate and be very precise, again, as far as what's wrong with this patient at this particular time, who's to do the intervention for this patient, and how are we going to do that most effectively for everybody. After all, it is all about the patient, right? So could you tell us more about what Medocity does for patients? A lot of what we do in working with patients is give them that sense of connectivity with their clinical team. A lot of patients, when they get discharged, especially if they're chronically ill or suffering from cancer or behavioral health, and once they walk out of the clinic or the hospital, physically right from the get-go, you have the risk of having engagement go downhill. They also, when you drive a new car off the lot, its value goes down. When you walk out of the hospital, your ability to connect with your clinical team without digital tools goes down. We're looking to really close that gap so that there's that constant continuity of care and connectivity, just like when the patient's in front of the clinical team at the hospital or the office. And you're starting to see that we look to really drive high levels of patient engagement through tools that they can use. Not everybody's going to use the same type of modality to engage with their clinical team. Some people love FaceTime, for example, or some visual televideo component. Others are just more comfortable with a phone call or a telephonic. Everybody uses a smartphone. Some are more comfortable using secure messaging. You'll want to envelop the patients with maybe a remote monitoring devices. So they really just step on a weight scale and the data gets fed into our platform. And if it's out of range, the clinical team gets alerted. And all the patient did was step on the scale. So you really want to, again, meet people where they are. So the patients, we tell the clinical team, you're giving them a lot of care, extend that halo of care into the home when they're on vacation, wherever they go. And the patients respond to that, especially when you're suffering from a complex condition or you have a chronic illness. You want to know that you have different ways to connect with your providers and they have ways to connect with you in real time so that it happens so that that whole level of care is extended wherever you go, anywhere in the planet, 24-7. My first foray into healthcare 30 years ago was implementing teleradiology. And shortly after followed PACS, and it was really about a 10 to 12 to 15-year run before radiology got that all right, I think, from a total perspective. And the first generation was just about getting technology to move images. And finally, at the end, they understood it was about workflow. I thought after that 15 years, we'd just go through all the other disciplines and implement telemedicine. I had no idea it'd take another 15 years for the industry to really get ready for it. From your perspective, now that telemedicine is happening, is it being implemented quickly enough? And if not, why not? Well, I think like a lot of things in healthcare and human nature, change is not always first and foremost on people's mind, especially if what you've been doing has been working pretty well. And Mark Twain once said, the only person who really likes change is a baby with a wet diaper. (laughs) So 
So what you have now, though, I think with the legal framework changing, the regulatory framework, the thrust towards value-based care, you're having these seismic shifts underway that are drawing people, and in some cases, frankly, compelling them to look at other ways of delivering care that they hadn't had to before. And certainly with the shift to value-based care, you have to really start to understand your expenses and find ways to cut expenses because your revenues are going to be fairly flat. So we call that the ceiling and the floor. The ceiling is the revenues for the clinical operation. And you have to constantly increase the space between the ceiling and the floor in order to stay in business. And we help really drive down that floor with no diminution in care, maybe even an improvement in care quality, which is part of the triple and now what they call the quadruple aim. So I think with all of those sort of seismic events underway, particularly the thrust of value-based care, you're seeing a lot more clinical teams saying, hey, we have to change. We just don't know how to really until we know what technology is out there. Now that it's sort of in the front of their minds and we have people like Gartner given Medocity, a very strong endorsement in terms of being an award winner this year, to just let clinical teams know that the technology's out there. Now it's a question of leadership and redesigning workflows to take advantage of it. Stephen, could you provide an example or two of how your platform has helped patients or providers specifically? One of the areas that you have is medication compliance and adherence. That's a big issue where we've been able to close some gaps in care by giving the patients the ability to online and dynamically update their online pillbox. Have you taken your medication today? We can get that information a host of different ways with the patient consent to the point of even using Alexa or Google Home. So you wake up in the morning, 8 a.m., the alarm is triggered to take your medicine. Mr. Smith, have you taken your medicine today? Yes or no? Yes, I have. And then you can also ask, why not? You can do that digitally, electronically. So now you're collecting some social determinants of health that really help to understand patient behavior. And that information flows back to the clinical team so that they can close that gap to realize, hey, Mr. Smith just said he didn't take his medication because he's afraid of addiction. Well, now that's a big topic on people's minds, but you can't have people on a clinically authorized and validated therapeutic regimen to go off regimen. So now that you have that insight, the care team can then begin a way to get to Mr. Smith either remotely or some other way and find out really what his concerns are. Maybe he can't afford the medication. So when you dig deep like that, in just that one area alone, you're really able to uncover ways to prove compliance, for example. Great. Stephen, what have I missed? What would you like people to know about Medocity that I haven't covered with you? Joe, there's a lot of technologies out there that are all very good within a particular silo. You may have somebody that's very good in diabetes and somebody that's very good in asthma. One additional thing we bring to the table, because we provide content and care plans and resources in every condition, is allow for the clinical teams to work together when somebody originally presents, say, for heart failure, but then later contracts diabetes or vice versa. You don't have to switch platforms to have the care teams coordinate with each other or even the patient. It's all under one roof, as it were. And that whole being greater than the sum of the parts is something that when you look at really trying to understand optimal care coordination and virtual care management to be successful, particularly in a value-based care situation, that's really where we're finding that we're able to help our clinical teams and their patients. Great. I want everybody to take this time. Go to medocity.com. M-E-D-O-C-I-T-Y dot com. Bookmark that page right now. Keep up with all the great things that Stephen and the team at Modocity are doing. Stephen, 
Thanks so much. It was great to have you. Thanks for sharing all your great wisdom with us today. Joe, I appreciate it. And thanks to your audience for listening. And we'll see you out in the field. Absolutely. And it was our pleasure. That wraps this broadcast on behalf of our guest, Stephen Keeler. I'm Joe Lavelle. And we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.